Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. This is a very important truth and a great truth. Uh, this is the second part. Last, if you were here last Sunday, we gave the first part. This is the second part. And this truth must be cemented, and I'll explain to you in a few moments why this truth is so important for every believer uh, to, to be grounded, uh, rooted, and cemented because of what's coming upon the world. Now, we know that the world is not, not going to get better. It's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. There are things coming on the horizon that most people will not be able to handle. Does everybody understand that? Now, I'm not negative. I'm a faith man, but uh, I'm talking about the world. The world is going to get terribly bad. There are right now uh, hundreds and probably thousands of uh, American banks that are insolvent. They're at the brink of bankruptcy. And not only the banks, but every area of our society, it is crumbling. And once again, uh, this is what Jesus predicted. So it's no surprise to us if we, if we read the Bible. Jesus said that it would be like the days of Noah, and it would become like the days of Lot. So it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. So if we understand that, uh, we're going to prepare ourselves uh, and starting this week. And at the same time, we won't be surprised or have any anxiety or any stress in our life about what's taking place. And the reason for that is because we are the redeemed. Say that with me. We are the redeemed. And when we say we are the redeemed, uh, we, are, we are saying that we are the blessed. And we'll explain that in a few moments. And we are the protected. And we are exempt. The Bible says that when Jesus went to Mount Calvary, uh, he paid the price. He not only took our, uh, our sins, but he also took our infirmities. And First Peter, looking back at the cross, he says, by his stripes we were healed. Uh, lift your hand and say, we were healed. That's right, we were healed. Um, uh, by his stripes we are healed. Uh, the accountant Matthew, Matthew 8, 17, he says, he took our infirmities and he took our pains. He took them. So if Jesus took them, that means I'm not going to take them. <laughs> Lift your hand and say, I'm not going to take that junk, right? Amen. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Then in Psalms 91, 10, the Bible says that uh, uh, <clears throat> no plague will come near your dwelling place. And that includes COVID and every other plague that they haven't put a name to it because uh, they're putting names to a bunch of junk and they're, and they're coming. This, uh, you got to understand this. More and more plagues are coming and uh, you, have to be, you have to understand that you're the redeemed. And, if, and I'll explain that in a few minutes. If you're not part of the redeemed, then you better be because there is no answer out there in the world. And uh, it's going to get tougher and tougher for the world, all right? But the Bible tells us, and Jesus said this about you. He said, because you're the redeemed. He said, my people will be in the world, but they will not be of the world. That's very important. Say that with me. I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. So we have to understand that, right? 
Now, uh, there are certain things that we have to do. Uh, so, uh, we are in the world, but not of the world. And then Psalms 91, verse 16, the Bible says that he'll satisfy us with long life, which means that you're not going to die before your time. I don't care what's in the world, how many plagues are coming, how many uh, plagues your neighbor has, and how sick people are, uh, you will not die before your time because that's part of the covenant promise. Everybody say amen. amen. Because we are the redeemed. And redeemed uh, just means this, that Jesus paid a price for you. He bought you. Uh, and when we are redeemed, a supernatural miracle takes place. We are translated into another kingdom. Somebody say we're translated into another kingdom. In other words, we used to belong to the kingdom of darkness. And the Lord of that kingdom is the devil. First, Peter, uh, First John 3, 8 says that uh, we were children of the devil. Can you imagine children of the devil? The Bible's clear, man. He says, children of the devil, children of God. We were children of the devil. And the reason you were children of the devil, because your father was the devil. But when we were redeemed, a supernatural miracle took place. We were, boom, translated into another kingdom. The kingdom where the Lord Jesus is the master. He is the Lord. Can you say amen? And he is our father. Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when we were translated into that kingdom, you see, it's, it's much more than just coming to church. Some people say, I just go to church, I come out, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's much more than that. You were translated into another kingdom, Colossians 1, 12, and 13. But you also became a new creation, something that never existed before. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. Does everybody understand that we are the redeemed? Uh, so in Galatians 3.13, uh, we will not read it, but I'll paraphrase it. You can put it up here on the screen. The Bible says that Christ has redeemed us. Now, Paul is looking back at the cross, and he said, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. And he did that. So that, verse 14 says, so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon you. So he redeemed us. He paid a price for us. He brought us into his kingdom for a purpose. Somebody say for a purpose. So that the blessing, this is what we got to get tonight, uh, this morning. So that the blessing of Abraham would come upon you. And uh, L NLT, verse 14 says it is the same blessing. So the same blessing that blessed Abraham at the age of 75, and he went on to live 175 years, he was blessed for 100 years. I mean, he was protected, he was anointed, he, he prospered. God gave him so much gold and silver, and he was a rancher. He had so much that uh, it was... Uh, it was in, uh, nearly impossible to count. He was a very, very, very rich man. You say, well, how did that happen? Well, we know it was not Abraham. 
doing, because what can you do with seven, at 75? Say, well, I'm going to work overtime. Really? I'm going to have double time. I'm going to just work day and night. Well, day and night will not give you what God can give you. So God blessed him, and he blessed him for 100 years. Can you imagine? He just went on from glory to glory. He went on from prosperity to prosperity. He just became greater and greater and greater. And nobody could touch him because God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. And anybody that tries to curse you, I will curse them. So the blessing, when we're redeemed, we are blessed of the Lord with the same. Somebody say the same. Not another one, the same blessing. And this morning, we have to understand that the blessing is not religious jargon. Does everybody understand that? So oftentimes, we hear words and and we repeat words but and phrases but the but we actually don't know and we have no idea what it means but everything that god says is not to take up space they're not vain words every word and everything that god says about you and me has great significance so when he says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. He's talking about something supernatural when you, when you accepted Jesus. And when we accepted Jesus, we only had to do He made it easy for us. Somebody say, he makes it easy. So when you're in the kingdom of God, everything is easy. Uh, some people say, well, we're struggling. Well, that's why you were redeemed, so that you wouldn't struggle. And so that you wouldn't live like the world lives. Now, we are living in a world, listen real carefully now, we are living in a world today that governments are under great pressure, and entire nations are under pressure, and they're struggling. Families are struggling, individuals are struggling, cities are struggling, counties are struggling. Uh, the whole world is struggling, but we are the redeemed. Somebody say, we are the redeemed. We are in this world. Lift your hand and say, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Praise God. We're in a different kingdom. Does everybody understand that? So we have to get that cemented in our heart and believe that. Praise the Lord. So we were redeemed, and the blessing of Abraham belongs to us. Praise the Lord. And that uh, cannot be irrevocable. Uh, uh, the enemy can't do anything about that. The kingdom of darkness, everything that surrounds us, that spirit world, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, and governments or whoever, humans, devils, uh, enemies, they cannot touch us because we are the redeemed. Can you say amen? amen. Our life is this. It's going to go up. We are blessed. We're going to continue to give. He said, can it get any better, Pastor? Man, it's going to get better. It's going to get better and better. And he said, who said that? Well, he said it. He said it's going to get better. Can you say amen? amen? But you have to have a working, listen to me now. You have to have a working knowledge of what God has provided for you. If you don't, uh, the Bible says this about those people that do not have a working knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
And then in Isaiah 5, 13, he said, my people, my people, he didn't say the, the people of the world. He said, my people are led into captivity because they have no knowledge. And then the Bible says, those that depart from truth uh, will find themselves in the congregation of the dead. Can you imagine? You wake up one morning, you say, man, where am I? He said, you're among the dead. You're standing among the dead. You're living among the dead, right? You ever woke up in some home and said, man, where am I? Well, you're in, among the dead. But that's not God's plan for God's people. We are the redeemed. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord another great praise offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in Proverbs 10, 22, the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord makes, makes one rich, and he has no sorrow. So in the world, you can have money, perhaps. It's not going to last because the devil will take it away from you. But in the world, they may have money for a short time. But there's a lot of sorrow there. They're drinking. They're alcoholics. They're addicts. They're perverted. There's incest. There's uh, every kind of sin you can imagine. And they have money, all right. Uh, and, but they're, they have sorrow. They have all kind of sorrow. So we are not to imitate the world. We're not to adopt their customs. Why should we? Why should we? Right? Uh, we are in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? amen? So the blessing, the blessing in this world, listen to me real carefully. The blessing in this world, the blessing upon your life is the difference. It is the difference. It is the difference between struggling and living the abundant life. Jesus said, I've come. This is why Jesus came. He didn't come so that you would continue living in the same way. Some people say, well, I guess this is part of life. We're going to have to struggle. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, he, Jesus came that you might have life. And he's not playing. He's not, uh, he's not giving us vain words or playing with us. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Somebody say more abundantly. That's it. So the blessing in this life is the difference. And this blessing must be activated. Does everybody understand that? It has to be activated. So, for instance, this is pre-COVID now. We're not talking about, uh, because now it's much worse. The House, this is our government. The House Energy and Commerce uh, uh, Committee uh, has pushed a, a bill and especially highlighted the 10,000. This is our government from Washington. They say we have, they're, uh, here in America or in the world, there's 10,000 diseases but we only have 500 cures. So 9,500 you have to deal with. And these 9,500 will, will make your life miserable and eventually kill you. But thank God we are in this world, but not of this world. Can you say amen? amen. The German government, and I'm more inclined to believe them. Uh, the German government says that we have 30,000 diseases, not 10,000, but 30,000 diseases. And then very little cures. And then uh, uh, another stat says, this is pre-COVID, nearly 60% of adult Americans have at least one chronic disease. And we're talking about diabetics, cancer, cardiovascular. And then 42% have more than one uh, of these chronic diseases. And then over 95, now listen to me, 
over 95% of the world's population has health problems. So there's 5% that are healthy, and I'm one of them. Lift your hand and say, I'm one of them. That's right. Praise God. 95% of the world's population has health problems, with over one-third uh, more than, uh, and, and with one, uh, over one-third having more than five ailments. So there are people walking around that have five diseases and five sicknesses, uh, including heart problems, sugar diabetes, and, uh, and the list goes on. But the Bible tells us that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, by his stripes we were healed. Can you say amen? And he took our infirmities and our, but you have to believe that. You have to believe it belongs to you. Can you say amen? Or uh, unless you want to be uh, part of the 95 that are always sick. But uh, the blessing was to do this. The blessing was to empower you to prevail. Can you say amen? So we are the redeemed, and because we are the redeemed, we are the blessed. And blessing means this. Listen real carefully. It is a supernatural declaration by God. By who? By God who empowers you to succeed. It is a supernatural declaration by God that empowers you to succeed. We need that. How are you going to succeed? It's impossible. Look everywhere around, everywhere around you, everywhere. Every, every, everything that is around you, it is failing because it cannot succeed. It's impossible. We need the blessing of God upon our lives. Can you say amen? So the blessing carries an anointing. Say that with me. The blessing carries an anointing. And it's the anointing of God that destroys every yoke. Isaiah 10, 27 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Can you say amen? So the anointing oil, it, it uh, transmits, listen to me real carefully, we're going to use it this morning. The anointing oil, when it is applied to your life, it will, boom, break the yokes. And yokes could be disease, it can be sicknesses, it can be uh, bondages of uh, uh, unimaginable in your life, but it's the anointing that breaks, and the blessing is an anointing that comes upon your life. Can you say amen? But uh, let me now uh, get into how God transmits, how God channels his blessing. We talked about this last week, but I'm going to put an emphasis on this, that God does his part, or God has his part, and we have our part. Say this with me. God has his part, and we have our part. So when we look at the Bible, uh, it's Old Testament, New Testament. What does that mean? Well, it means Old Covenant and New Covenant. And covenant means, if you know any, anything about contracts and any kind of uh, covenant, uh, and the legality behind that, you know that all parties involved uh, have a part to play, right? That's right. If you enter into a covenant... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, each person involved must comply if that covenant is going to 
uh, function in your life or, or you're going to receive what the covenant says. So God has his part. Say that with me. God has his part. We have our part to play. It's not just God. You say, well, God, where are you? You say, well, where are you? Right? Where are you? What are you doing? Right? I've already done my part. And he's already given us the covenant. And he has redeemed us with precious blood. Can you say amen? And nobody has sinless blood. We have forgiven blood, but we do not have sinless blood, so we couldn't have bought ourselves or we can't buy anybody else. We have uh, forgiving blood, but we do not have sinless blood. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, uh, listen real carefully. God loves us, and he loves you so much, loves your family. And loves everybody out there. He lo God is love. That he's going to do everything in his power to reach you. Does everybody understand that? So uh, how many times did he speak to you before you gave your life to God? Was it 100 times? Was it 200 times? Was it 500 times? Some people he's spoken 1,000 times. And then finally on 1,001 they came in. But praise God they came in. Can you say amen? Come on. Let's give the Lord a praise arm for that. Hallelujah. So what I want to say with this is very, very important, that God has various channels. If one does not work for you, well, don't worry about it. There's another one that you can uh, put into motion, that you can uh, comply with, that you can receive what God has provided, all right? Like healing, for instance. God has various ways so that you can live in health. And I'm a testimony of that. This coming week, I'll hit 75, the age of Abraham, when he started. So I declare that I'm just starting. Praise God. So uh, Abraham, God blessed him. And regardless of your age, regardless of who you are, and if one doesn't work for you, God has another way for you, right? So God, uh, in healing, in that aspect of healing and health, uh, he has uh, various ways. For instance, uh, you can call for the elders of the church, call the pastor. And when you call the pastor and he prays the prayer of faith and anoints you with oil, that's one way. And you can be healed if you believe and if the pastor believes. And if you're in agreement, right? If the pastor believes and you don't believe, you don't receive anything. So, uh, so that's one way. Another way is the uh, laying on of hands. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus said that in Mark 16. That's another way. And then there's the, uh, the gifts of the healing. See, uh, God takes the initiative and he heals without you even having faith. But we can't uh, depend on that because God does it as he wills. Right? But then there's another way when you just believe the word and you receive it, and that's another way. So God has various ways. So when it comes to the blessing, God has a channels, uh, channels, and he has means by whereby, uh, whereby the blessing will come upon your life. We cannot bless ourselves. Say that with me. We cannot bless ourselves. You cannot just get up on and say, I bless myself. Well, you can't do that. Uh, you got to use God's channels so that you can be blessed. And, uh, but God has various channels so that we can be blessed. 
Because when you are blessed, I mean, when you are blessed, then you're protected. When you are blessed, then you are exempt. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. So God has various channels, and the number one channel is God blessing you directly, and he did that with Abraham. God blessed Abraham uh, in such, uh, at a, such a level that uh, after Sarah died, now you know that Abraham was 10 years older than Sarah, right? So uh, maybe when he was 26, she was 16. Uh, my dad was 26, my mom was 15 when they got married. He said, well, 15, that's too young. Well, they got married, praise God. So uh, 10 years older. But then Sarah went on to live 127 years. And Abraham, at that time when she was gone, he was 137. But shortly after Sarah left, he met another woman, Keturah. And he went on to have, now this is 137 and going forward, all right? Maybe 138. He went on to have another six kids. Can you imagine? 137. But he, he lived to be 175. And uh, they, uh, they were saying that they were old at 100, but 139, he still had to go. I mean, 137, he said, come on, baby. Uh, how about marrying me? I got gold. I got silver. Look at what all I have. I can give you a good life. He married Keturah, went on to have six more kids. So God really blessed Abraham. He was blessed all his life. Can you say amen? So when God, that's one of the, the, the way God blesses. He'll bless you directly, right? But to this morning, my emphasis is this, that God has his part and you have your part. And in order for us to receive the, uh, the blessing that comes directly from God, uh, you have to be spiritual. And uh, you have to honor God. You have to put him first. You have to do your part. Uh, it's not going to, the blessing of Abraham, even though it belongs to us, somebody say it belongs to us, is not automatic. Everybody understand that? Now, if it was automatic, all the believers would be blessed. But we can see that a lot of believers are not because they're struggling. They struggle getting up, struggle going to bed. They struggle in their families. They struggle in their bodies. They struggle in their finances. This, it's a continual struggle because the blessing is not a reality in their life. Yet, it belongs to them. Does everybody understand that? So if God blesses somebody directly like he did Abraham, Abraham had to obey Abraham had to put God first. Abraham had to honor God. And when he complied, because they entered into covenant, God blessed him. And he said, I'll bless you, Abraham. You can't imagine how much I'm going to bless you. And he did, praise God. So in Isaiah, Isaiah, not Isaiah, but Genesis uh, 24:1, this is what happened with Abraham. He said, and now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham. Who blessed him? Abraham. And how many things? In all things. Somebody say in all things. What does the word all include? It includes everything. He blessed him in his body. He blessed him with his money. He blessed him with his cattle. Everything he did was a blessing. 
Uh, when God blesses you, he blesses everything. Can you say amen? But we have to honor God. You don't put God first and you want his best? Then uh, you make all kind of excuses and put other people ahead of God and things before God? Huh? If you do that, you can't receive his blessing. The Bible, Jesus made it clear. He said, seek ye what? Seek ye what? No, he said first. Not just seeking God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. Put God first. Can you say amen? Lift your hands and say, I'm going to put God first from now on. Come on, say that. I'm going to put God first. That's it. When it comes to God, now listen, God will take care of your car that you need. He'll take care of the money you need. He'll take, he'll, I, I've already lived that. I've lived that for 50 years. I'm on my fourth life. I'm in my fourth life right now. My first life was up to 19 years of age. And then uh, at 19, I went into the Army, then went to Vietnam. And I was in the Army three years, and that was another life. When I finished that, that was truly another life. And then after that, I was married for 43 years, five months, five days, nine hours, and 20 minutes. And that was another life. Praise God. And then I finished that life, and my, uh, my honey went to be, to, uh, to be with the Lord, and now I'm in my fourth life now. And God has blessed me for 55 years. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a praise offering for that. Hallelujah. Now, look how God blessed Abraham. Uh, Genesis 25, 8. And he died at a ripe what? At a ripe old age. Somebody say he died at a ripe old age. Having lived a long and what? Satisfying. How many people on their tombstone, they should put this, I hated life. You know, a lot of people are like that. I hated life. I have regrets. I, I regret that I married her. I regret that I married him. I regret my life. I lived six years, but I hated it, right? But Abraham, when he was at 175, the Lord said, I better, marry, I better, uh, I better uh, get this man. I better bring him home because he'll marry again. Right? He was out living the women. Man, at 75, he was looking around. He said, is there another woman? Right? Who knows? But God said, let's take this man home, right, uh, at 175. But the Bible says that he lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. Praise God. They were waiting for him. That's the way you ought to live life. He'll satisfy you with long life. Can you say amen? amen? So that's one of the blessings. That's one of the channels that God uses so that the blessing can reach you. Does everybody understand that? But once again, God does his part. You do your part. And if you, we don't do our part, it's not going to work for you. Does everybody understand that? When it comes to Sunday, listen to me. When it comes to Sunday... Uh, you're not obligated to work. You should be in the house of God, not making all kinds of excuses. You've got to put God first in everything. Get your lazy tail up, right? Not you, but I'm talking to other people. Get your tail up and quit making excuses and get to the house of God and put him first. Can you say amen? And then on Monday, put him first. You get up in the morning, you start seeking God first. On Tuesday, you seek him first. Wednesday, you put him first. Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, put him first. Everybody wants the blessing, right? But God has his part, and we have our part. Can you say amen? amen. 
Come on, give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise God. So, the blessing directly from God has come upon us. That's uh, Galatians 3.14. It's directly. He pronounced it. You, uh, you can tell people, I'm blessed. You say, how do you, who said that? Well, he said that. He said, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham would come upon me. So the second one is very important. And that is through parental proclamations. In other words, your father. Now, you say, well, my father was there, Pastor, but he was not there. Well, that's usually the case. But what I'm going to say this morning, listen to me, everybody look up here. If this channel does not work for you, this means of God getting the blessing to you, don't worry about it. Most people are in this, are, uh, cannot receive this channel here. Because you need, once again, what? It is a combination of the parent and you. The parent has to be spiritual. You can't, a parent, a dad, you just can't say, dad, lay hands on me. Really? It'd be, it'd be a, a, a nothing, a laying on of hands because there's nothing there. A parent has to be spiritual. And this is very important for children today. We have to raise up parents that will verbalize and declare the blessing of Abraham upon their children. Can you say amen? And when they declare that blessing, it's irrevocable, ir uh, irreversible. Can you say amen? When you bless your daughter and you bless your son, they're blessed and the devil can't do anything about it. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord praise on for that. Hallelujah. And you say, well, why? Because God ordered that. God ordered that, uh, that, uh, that channel where we can bless our, our children, praise God. But the, the dad has a part and the child has the part. The dad has to be spiritual. And the child has to honor the parent. Right? Now, a child can honor a dad, but if the parent is not spiritual, you can forget about it. You say, well, I honor my dad, but he's a, he's a big zero, right? He's there, but he's not there. He's absent. He left my mom. He abandoned the family. Uh, I never knew my dad. Well, don't worry about it. Forget about that channel. God has other channels. Can you say amen? But he's going to do everything to reach you. And the blessing of Abraham is going to be upon our life. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord another praise offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... When you honor your parents and your dad is spiritual enough to declare the blessing over you, you are entitled to the blessing of Abraham. So you dads, you parents, you say, well, I didn't have a dad. He's a big zero. He was not there, whatever, all right? He left mom. Well, don't you be that way. You become a spiritual father. Your, your children need you. Your children need that blessing. Every day when, you're, when that child looks at you and says, son, come over here. I'm going to declare this blessing on you. This, you will be powerful. Psalms 112, you will grow up to be mighty upon the earth. That's what God said. He said our children, our descendants will be mighty upon the earth. If, you don't, if your child does not get blessed, uh, uh, you, uh, you could have trouble, uh, you could have trouble uh, waiting for you through your children. 
because they're not blessed. And a lot of children are not blessed. Say, well, we can send them to college. Really? Is that going to help them? There's a lot of college graduates, master's degree, doctor's degree, are uh, losers. And they're, they might as well be homeless. They're drug addicts. They're perverted people. They have no success. No, it's much more than that. It's much more than money. We need something from God. Can you say amen? We need his blessing. And when you're blessed, you're blessed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We're protected. Hallelujah. Can money protect you from COVID? No. Can money protect you from all the diseases, 9,500, that they have no cure for? Huh? Can they protect you from that? No, it cannot. These diseases are going to increase in the world. But they cannot come near our dwelling place because of the blessing of Abraham. Can you say amen? Come on. The blessing of Abraham is upon our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor, did you get COVID? No. Of course not. Did you take the vaccine? No. It didn't even work, right? I know some people that have taken the vaccine, and they've had COVID continually. Some have had COVID uh, seven or eight times uh, because they're, they can't even cure COVID. But God can cure it, right? By his stripes, we were healed. Can you say amen? So that's, uh, that's the blessing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gonna paraphrase this. This is the parental proclamation. This is really powerful. Remember Jacob? And I'm almost through. Remember Jacob when he was uh, about to die at 147, his eyes were dim. At 147. He didn't live uh, like his father. His father lived 180. And his grandfather lived 175. But you know, Jacob, for 70 plus years of his life, he didn't live for God. So he cut his life short. He could have lived 180 also. But at 147, he gathered, this is in Egypt now, he gathered his children, his 12 sons, to bless them. And he blessed all his children, and then he noticed the two sons of Joseph. He said, are those your sons? Bring them here. And he did this number because the right hand goes on the firstborn. The right hand goes on what? The firstborn. They get the blessing of the family. But Abraham, I mean, Jacob, when they brought the, the two boys, Joseph put Manasseh on his right hand and Ephraim on the, on, the, on the left hand. But Jacob did this, look. He crossed his hands. And Joseph said, no, 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 Dad, no, no. Uh, uh, you, got the, you got your right hand on the wrong, on the wrong son. Uh, I want to I move him over. He said, no. He was spiritual. He knew, he said, the, uh, the older son will really be blessed too. But he says, the younger son will be much blessed. And he put his hand, his right hand, on the younger son. And he said, he will be, he will carry a greater blessing. You have to be spiritual. Does everybody understand that? If you're not spiritual, what can you give your children? Give them nothing but hot air. There's nothing in you. You say, well, I wonder why my kids are drug addicts. I mean, 
Why are my kids, uh, uh, he's, he's messed up in porn and everything else. I said, well, because you didn't give him a blessing. The blessing is the anointing that breaks every yoke. Can you say amen? amen. You have to be spiritual. We have our, our part to play. We have to be spiritual so that it will work for us. Can you say amen? amen? And then number three, it is the priestly and prophetic blessing. And that means that uh, we have our part too. God says, uh, this will work for you too. That means a pastor. And I'm not talking about false prophets. False prophets have nothing for you. People, uh, pastors that are in adultery, fornication, all this kind of junk, priests and all that, uh, pedof uh, uh, priests that are pedophiles, they can't give you nothing. All right? I'm talking about true prophets. How do you know a true from the false? You shall know them how? Somebody say, you shall know them by the fruits. You shall know them by their fruits. So God has a way of bringing the blessing on you through a priestly uh, and prophetic blessing. But you have to receive that pastor, honor that pastor, uh, and you have to believe that God called him for you to uh, receive the priestly blessing, okay? Numbers chapter 6, you want to receive a priestly blessing, then you honor him. So it, once again, we have our part. Somebody say, we have our part. God has his part. If you do your part, you can receive it. But the blessing has to come upon your life. It has to. The blessing is the difference in this world. It's a difference. It's what will keep you healthy when everybody's dying. It is what will sustain your life, will bless you when the whole world is crumbling. Does everybody understand that? So God has made it easy for us. Praise the Lord. So this morning, because we're starting this very important week, we want to make sure that the blessing of God will come on you this morning. All right? So we're going to stand, and here we go. Uh, I want you to just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord this morning, would you please? Just begin to thank him. With all your heart, please. With all your heart. Come on, begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank the Lord.